The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there is going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters, Schlock Abuse Edition. Dun, dun, dun. 2021. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> we thought we were out of 2020. <laughs> they pulled us right back, yeah. No, it's it literally the name of the year is 2021, as in it won. It, it's it's going to defeat us again like 2020 did, all right? You're goddamn right. Ugh, goddamn so. right. Anyway, uh, we have some schlock abuse for you. And uh, the movie that I assigned <laughs> Hunter, God damn it, is Punks. P U N K S. Yeah, yeah, that's. You know, um, the last schlock abuse we did, you gave yeah. me Bubba, the redneck werewolf. Yeah, that was almost unwatchable. This movie completely. I, I will take Bubba the Werewolf over this fucking movie. This movie is <laughs> dog shit, all right? Holy fuck. So this came out in... Uh, it says it came out... It was released in 99. It looks like it was fucking made in, like, 92, 93. It's fucking 90s <laughs> and shit. Uh, I, I wouldn't even go into the director, because fuck that. that. Um, I looked at his credits, and he... Um, he was also responsible for the Bratz live-action movie, a mm. fuck ton of Disney movies, and other shit. But yeah, this is a this is a bad '90s kids movie. I mean, like this is it makes like Little Giants and like Casper look like Academy Award-winning movies. Wow, it's it's a dog shit kids movie. So. I thought it was like PG-13 at least, but maybe not. No, no, no. <laughs> if it is. I don't know where. No, it's it's gotta be PG. It's a oh. so. And, and here's the thing: is is I I looked up some of the credits on it before I started watching it. There's a few actors in there of note. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've got Randy Quaid. Yep. You've got the Fonz, Henry Winkler. Yep. And I believe this might be her first movie, Jessica Alba. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't fucking matter. They're all in this movie. I'll I'll be honest. I watched most of this. I passed out due to boredom. So my points of the plot might be a little off in areas, but it doesn't fucking matter. That's okay, because man. Because no, nobody should watch this movie. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so we're just going to start it off. It cuts to your very, very generic 90s school where you have the jocks and you have all that other stuff. And you get into your main character, uh, this kid named Drew, who's running for class office of something. He okay. doesn't win. He has his, his two pals, his crew, um, this kind of nerdy, like, black kid. And then the fat kid from goddamn Sandlot, who is the... <laughs> comic relief in this movie I, I'm gonna question mark it he tried to be funny it was that like kind of like um, one point here um, comic relief but also obsessed with wrestling for that time period so you get a lot of references okay. to The Undertaker 
and Stone Cold <laughs> and all of that throughout the movie. You almost would think that maybe the WWE had put some money into this with the amount of no. They just want to overemphasize how hardcore this kid loves fucking wrestling. Um, so you pretty much follow Drew, and he you find out. So these are the nerds. They're not the punks. Yeah, no, right? and they get picked on by the jocks and all and that stuff like that. And, okay. And their way of shit talking each other is whose dad's the smarter dad, which is a weird like you know dick comparison or whatever um but you find out that drew is like my dad's the smartest and we find out drew's dad is mr randy quaid who is not overacting almost for randy quaid underacting <laughs> by playing the most timid bookish fucking scientist guy who is scared <laughs> of his own fucking shadow all right um, where you, you then cut to, yeah, you cut to Randy Quaid in his lab, and he's working on this weird backpack suit thing and for his boss, who's also in the lab. They have the lab, and then they have the, like, second floor where the evil boss mm -hmm. Crow, Mr. Crow, played by Henry Wrinkler, is overseeing this project, which is Randy Quaid's trying to do something to help mankind and Mr. Crow is looking to develop this for the military or sell it to whatever the So they're working they're working is. in the same like department. Yep. Okay. So they show what the experiment is. They put this out this um, outfit on. They've got this prisoner, I guess he comes in like scrubs. They roll him in through a cart. They put him in this chamber and they put the pack back on him. He's got his legs like shackled or whatever. And I noticed, I was like, God damn, that dude looks familiar. It's this big-ass, bald motherfucker. I had to look up his credit. Yeah, it's the bald guy from Ocean's Eleven that beats up Danny Ocean to set up the whole thing. Oh, shit. Yeah, that yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that dude looks familiar. And But I looked at his credits, and nothing was on there, but then it popped up, Ocean's Eleven. So if you've ever watched Ocean's Eleven, it's the <laughs> big-ass, bald dude that pretends to beat the shit out of George Clooney, all right? Nice, nice. So yeah. they turn on the backpack. All of a sudden, prisoner has mega strength and is able to rip off the stuff on his legs. He gets out of control. He starts throwing people around. Eventually, they turn the suit off, power him down, and shit like that. But you start to learn this backpack thing suit is, you know, can make whoever's wearing it all powerful. Damn. <sighs> I need so, that backpack. Nah. So then we cut back to Drew, and apparently it's his birthday, and, oh, Kathy, uh, God damn, what's her last name, Moriarty, she, the chick that was in, um... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Kathy Moriarty or whatever? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the mom. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know why, again, there's all these actors in here for no reason, this is a very generic, like, Nickelodeon or Disney-style, like, kids movie, but all these actors are in it, uh, all so... Right. All right. Pretty much Drew and his friends, he, he talks about it's his birthday, his dad doesn't show up, he's really upset, then his dad shows up really late, he's like, I'm sorry son, but I had to stay at the lab, and you know, and his friends show up and give him shit, they're like, dude, why are you like fucking yelling at your dad? And he's like, I can't, my dad's got a heart condition, I know he's under a lot of stress, so like he's upset, and like they, like, they start to set up these got daddy issues with his dad never being there, but then he's also very apologetic about his dad. I'm yeah. not really sure what's going on with that. Um, so, 
they talk about how if they ever had superpowers, it would be like the X-Men foreshadowing. <laughs> so uh, Randy Quaid's sad that he missed out on all the festivities for, you know, his kid's birthday. So he's like, how about this? I'll take you to the lab tomorrow. And he's like, I'll take you and your friends. Well, fat kid from Sandlot is like, I can't. I got tickets to Royal Rumble. Just in case in the span of 10 minutes you forgot how much he loves wrestling. Right. He doesn't want to go to the lab because he's going to Royal Rumble. But his nerdy friend, other friend, they go. And they're like, sure, let's go. So they roll up into the lab. And... Um, they're hanging out the lab, and Randall Wrinkler comes down and is yelling at Randy Quaid, and they're like upset about it. But they're playing Doom on the uh, on the lab computers, which apparently they're fine. Like this is for all this experimental stuff, but hey, kids, y'all can play Doom on there. I thought it was kind of cool to see Doom. That was about <laughs> it. Come to find out, uh, Drew's nerdy friend <laughs> is able to hack the system because he's like, Ooh. let's see what's going on. And tries out all this stuff and is able to get into this. And I'm just thinking, how lax are they on the passwords and security when, like, a 12 or 13-year-old's like, let me try three passwords. All right, I'm in the system. And <laughs> Yeah, that's movies for you. Yeah, so he's able to find out all the stuff about the backpack and, like, they're all fucking kind of hyped up about it and shit. And, uh, but they can't get to the backpack unless they get, and I quote you, super user password mm. which is what Henry Winkler has that shows what the actual use for it is yeah not password super user password it, it's like kind of those 90s movies when they were still getting used to using computer stuff oh, yeah. so you just made something sound a little bit more complicated so but yeah no they just need the user the password super That's all. user password yep yep not user password Ooh, super alright yeah all right. So, I'm, uh, I'm in I'm in oh by the way I, I might have forgot about this um the first few times you see Henry Winkler's character Mr. Crow yeah um he's walking around with a crow so that you know <laughs> how much of a bad guy he is that he has his pet crows in his office. I might have forgot that because I don't know if that's really... Are they ever perched on his shoulder? No, he's always pet. It's it's obviously a stuffed crow. It's never a live crow. He's just, <laughs> he's holding his arm and he's petting the head and he goes, I hope this project's going to be done soon and just petting the fucking crow head. <laughs> oh, nice. man. Oh, nice. God. Nice. I'm getting a headache from explaining this shit. And then, um, so they decide to set up a team, not just, you know, fat wrestling fan and nerdy friend but they got to get a whole team because they're going to get that goddamn suit so they recruit some uh this other kid that's like a con artist and stuff like <laughs> and then this girl that's really good at like you know getting in places who is jessica alba like i guess 12 or 13 year old jessica alba it's got to be one of her first movies i'm not her first yeah yeah but what they decided was is this movie, I think, takes place in Seattle. I believe it takes place in Seattle. But they wanted to make sure that not everybody sounded the same. So they told Jessica, we need you to do a Brooklyn accent, okay? Like, just for no reason at all. So Jessica Alba, throughout this entire movie, has a very ridiculous, hey, come on, guys, we can do this. Like, stop, stop it. <laughs> God damn it. Ugh. So they eventually break into the lab, and they get the special backpack. Um, 
I'll be honest, I'd pass out for a little while. Some other stuff might have happened. <laughs> but they still haven't gotten the uh, super user code um, password. Right. So they decide they're going to trick Mr. Crow. And the way they're going to do that is this restaurant that Mr. Crow is hanging out in, they're going to go in there and do surveillance. And this is when you get into definitely a kid's movie. Because apparently you can throw an overcoat on and put on a hat and wear a mustache and you're an adult. Because all of them do that. There is literally five adults in trench coats, hats, and mustaches <laughs> that go into this restaurant. And everybody there is like, yes, can I help you? And their voices, they're not doing anything to their voices. They still sound like children. They go, yes, I'd like to be seated at the table over next to that gentleman over there if possible. And you're like, and he's like, well, of course, sir. I'm like, God damn it. No, nobody's that stupid. Like, <laughs> hey, child wearing a overcoat like, and a fucking must, fake mustache. No. Okay. Where are your parents? None of that happens. Every adult, <laughs> and they have interactions with like five or six different people, and everybody's like, um, let me help you, sir, to your, you know, and just like, God damn it. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> I just, that bugged the shit out of me. So, um, at some point, um, Crow figures out, one of the kids goes over there and says, is trying to get the password from him. He figures out, he gets really angry, grabs the adult that he thinks is an adult, but it's obviously a child, and it's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, you're pestering me. Fat wrestling kid puts the backpack on in the restaurant and then proceeds to beat the shit out of Henry Winkler and everybody else in the restaurant while doing wrestling slogans over and over again throughout the time but with a weird electronic voice. Yeah, I don't... The fat kid beats Henry Winkler's yeah, ass? Yeah, he just starts beating the shit out of him. What? And, yeah, and, <laughs> and doing a wrestling move. I think he suplexes him. I don't remember. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <sighs> so, then the next day, apparently, they have what... There's another prototype for the backpack. Henry Winkler <laughs> wants to sell it to the highest bidder, so he has everybody show up to the lab, and then he puts on the backpack... Where this backpack, if someone else is wearing it, can control you can control the person wearing the backpack. So there's like a suit. So his assistant, the this hot ass chick that's in the movie, I, I don't want to explain that, but she wears a, the actual like suit, and Henry Winkler's wearing the backpack suit. And then whatever she does, Henry Winkler has to do to show like, you look, you could you could have all these soldiers go in, and if they're fucking up, like you can make them do what they're supposed to do. But of course. The P-U-N-K-S's get involved, and they've hacked the system. And so all of a sudden, <laughs> Henry Winkler is doing somersaults, and he's punching himself in the face, and he's doing all this kind of shit. And what's really <laughs> obnoxious about this scene is that it's Henry Winkler, and he's like, make them, what's going on? Make it stop. And then very bad cut to obvious not Henry Winkler, stunt double doing all this stuff. Cut back to him, make it stop. <laughs> And it's like the hair color is not even close. The body shaves off. Like, you're oh, just like. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to stop for a second. I don't know if any of our listeners have watched the show Barry. Henry Winkler is amazing on it. It's one of my favorite shows. Oh, it's amazing. This, it is a great show. This movie made me so sad because I have such respect for him because of that show. And I forgot that there was a time period where 
he was a bit desperate. The Fonz needs some cash. And this is plainly obvious, okay? Because, yeah. goddamn, this movie is dog shit. Didn't he show up in uh, that Adam Sandler Satan movie? Um, actually, he showed up in The Waterboy. He's actually pretty funny in The Waterboy. It's one of the few Adam Sandler movies that I can say I, that I don't hate. I, I want to say he showed up in the... He, he probably did, too. Yeah, I think he, he like was... Like Nicky something Nicky? Oh, God damn it. Little Nicky, I think. Little Nicky. Yeah. yeah. No, he probably was, because that was after did. Waterboy. And like most people that make cameos in Sandler movies, they're in it for at least four or five. And I want to say he got attacked by bees in Little Nicky, and that was his whole, like, cameo. Yeah, probably. Can't be any worse than Al Pacino showing up in the um, <laughs> cross-dressing Adam Sandler movie, which, uh, you know what, thank you, I you've just motivated me, I might have to give you a Adam Sandler movie as a schlock abuse. Thank you, I've been trying to think of something for well, you. Well, he keeps making new ones, and they're on Netflix now, it's ridiculous but so henry winkler's pissed off because he looked like a fool in front of all the investors and shit like that so he's like fuck this all right randy quaid you're fucking wearing the outfit for the next demo now here's the problem randy quaid's got a heart condition and drew's like if this happens it's gonna kill my fucking dad randy quaid even knows It'll fucking kill him. But for some reason, he's just dedicated to the job? I don't know. <laughs> so they've got to figure out what to do to stop him from doing that. So cut to where they had bugged Crow's office so they know all the stuff that's going on. Crow figures out that they've bugged his office. They know that these punks, <laughs> these punks are fucking with his plans of world <laughs> domination. So... He pretends to call, get a call from this FBI agent, and as he, they're listening, and then sets it up for somehow Drew to go to the FBI agent's house to report all the bad stuff the crow's doing. <laughs> now here's okay. what's weird: is the FBI F, he, Drew shows up to the FBI's agent's house. Not office, her house. And she opens the door, and it's kind of this hot-ass bitch for an FBI agent. I don't know what the deal is with this movie, but it's like... <laughs> actors known for stuff in the 80s, and hot <laughs> bitches in these minor roles. like Because she's talking all sexy to like a 12-year-old. She's like, I want to see. What, what, what could you help me with? And just like trying to be seductive. And I'm just like... This kid's fucking 13, 12 or 13. What, what's going on here? <laughs> but she's trying to allure him in to find out if he has the, the original backpack and shit like that. Well, the punks figure out and they tell him, get the fuck out of there. Oh, so Drew gets the fuck out of there. And then the guys in the SUV are like, all right, time for a chase scene. <laughs> Drew gets on his bike, turns the backpack on, and then is doing super speed on his bike on the freeway by and also being chased by these goons in an SUV. So <laughs> finally gets off the highway and he's going and he notices this convertible. Now there must have been a part that I had passed out in because the the other punks say, dude, you they they've got you bugged and he realizes that they put a bug in his backpack when he was looking earlier in the FBI house. Take the bug out 
I, there's so-and-so's convertible. And apparently somewhere early in the movie, they must have caught shit for being near or fucking with this dude's car. So he takes the bug and they throw it in there, right? And then okay. rides off. So the goons finally catch up. They're using the homing beacon because they lost him at some point. And they find it and they go to the convertible and they're kicking the convertible and stuff like that. And then I kid you not, this giant, tall, blonde-haired motherfucker comes out. And I was like, that dude looks familiar. That dude is one of the nihilists from goddamn Big Lebowski. Oh, the tall shit. fucking German motherfucker. He's like, get the fuck away from my car. And I was like, why? <laughs> why are there certain people in this fucking <laughs> shitty ass movie all random as shit? Yeah, because if this did come out, this came out after Big Lebowski. Well, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been Flea. And it couldn't have been uh, uh, what's this nuts from uh, eight millimeter. Yeah. So it had to have been the other one. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just the yeah. He's recognizable. <laughs> like I was just like, where do I know that motherfucker from? Oh god damn it. So anyway, it's they... not Peter Stormare, and it's not Flea. So yeah. it's got to be it's the, the third. Other, one. It's the third dude. Yeah, it's the other guy. What the other idolist? Fuck. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, pretty much, at some point, Crow's hot-ass assistant kidnaps the other punks. <laughs> Drew has to save them. Eventually, Drew's dad's just about to do the experiment. They stop it. They get the actual FBI involved, and something else happens, and Randy Quay gives him a hug. I don't know, man. Like, I'll be honest... Uh, the end of the movie, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. It, I, I can't believe I made it through most of this goddamn movie. Um, but the acting is shitty. It's over-the-head 90s. Again, cheap production, 90s. I don't know what else to say about it. Man. Again, I, I, I thought things could get, couldn't get any worse than goddamn Bubba, the redneck werewolf. I'll watch goddamn Bubba before I watch this thing again. So this is like a Spy Kids movie if it was directed with, like, one-tenth the budget. I don't want to be mean to Spy Kids. I'm not even a fan of Spy Kids, but, yeah, I guess uh, pretty much, yeah. It seems like like it has those elements, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, I think what bothers me more about this than, like, some yeah. of the other ones is that, I mean, like, Randy Quaid's Randy Quaid, whatever. He's, he, I mean... Anybody that's kept up with him for the last, like, seven or eight years, he's kind of gone batshit crazy. Oh, dude, no. He's, been, he's been crazy his whole fucking life. He has, but now he's gone a little bit far. You know, I mean, dude, there's a video of him fucking his girlfriend wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask, all right? like That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's gone a little farther off the edge. This was but before God that. God damn it, don't touch the Fonz, man. That's what irritates me. It's the fucking Fonz <laughs> in this. I can deal with shitty Jessica Alba, like, as a... Doing a shitty Brooklyn accent. I can deal with most of it, but don't touch the fonts. That's the only thing that bothers me about this movie. No, I feel you. So I feel you. Yeah, it, it just oh, was man. that time when yeah. he was trying to make a paycheck. Yeah, I needed some money. So he didn't want to have to be like at every con ever. <laughs> exactly. You know? <laughs> oh man. But he I don't I feel like this movie, he didn't pay that much. This is like four or five cons probably could have covered the cost of him. That's walking true. around with the crow petting it, so yeah, no, no, I feel you. Yeah, all right. Ugh. So that was punks. That was punks. P U N K S <laughs> with dots in front of each letter. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you, uh, did they ever explain what the actual acronym was? No. They may, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't care. No, and it's not important. If anybody listening is curious, you, you can take the time to look it up. I, I don't know, but... Yeah, we don't. Yeah, I, I just don't <laughs> we care. We don't need to. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they probably named the movie Punks and, and then realized that there was already a movie named Punks. Uh, just put some dots in front of each word and uh, that'll count for something. Maybe, yeah. Or, again, I might have fallen asleep when they explained it. I had such little invest in this. I could have backed up and said, oh, I wonder what's going on. But, no, I, this was a just me get, trying to get to as far enough in the movie <laughs> to have enough content to explain on this podcast, all right? No, it's fair. <laughs> it's fair. This is what we do to each other. That's true. We, uh, we, uh. we, we inflict pain cinematic pain upon each other and this is what we do (laughs) and we have uh both tried to like rein it back a little bit and this is me reining it back yeah (laughs) and you have reined it back too which i appreciate because i don't know that i can take any more fucking like sci-fi originals i'm trying to be good i'm trying to be good (laughs) but yes um all right anyway Let's uh, wrap this motherfucker up. This was uh, Punks. <laughs> it was a shit movie, and yeah. stay away at all cost. Yes. Even if you're a Randy Quaid completist, I don't know if those people exist, you're like, oh, this is a Randy Quaid movie I've never seen. No, you don't need to. Just, just you don't have to. There you go. Just walk away. There's a, there are a lot of good Randy Quaid performances. Yes. This probably isn't one of them. New. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, anyway, uh, check us out on Facebook, Beautiful Disasters Podcast. You can check out all the podcasts on GUIPodcast.com. Uh, you got one, right? Yeah. From the Mouse of Madness. Fuck yes. You fucking love horror. We cover all aspects of that shit. Horror check. movies, shows, all kinds of stuff. Check that shit out. Um, uh, you can check out uh, all of the GUIPodcast.com. We got merch on yeah, TeePublic.com. We, we got a new design that should be coming out oh, shortly yeah. or maybe by the time this comes out. It's already know. out. It's already out. All right, cool. Hey, guess what? We got a new shirt design. Go check it out. Fuck yes. And uh, check out all the podcasts on the network. And uh, you can reach us directly Beautiful Disasters Podcast at gmail.com. Bam. All right. Check us out. You got some suggestions? Throw it our way. Definitely schlock abuse. If you think there's something goddamn painful as a motherfucker, let us know. Fuck yeah. You can we- either let us know or let us know too who you would like to have that movie inflicted on. Goddamn right. We always want suggestions. Always. So, for Beautiful Disasters, I'm the Groots. Up you, Hunter. Thank you.
Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. In a world ravaged by movie studios that keep rehashing the same things, only one podcaster has the guts to make it even worse. Join Mike the Hobbit as he traverses the internet to bring you some of the best and worst ideas for reboots, remakes, and reimaginings of some of your favorite and least favorite TV and film properties. Ideas like a John Waters He-Man movie, Fantastic Four the Musical, and Aliens, done entirely with marionettes. What podcast would bring this evil upon the world? This is Smack My Pitch Up. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. GUIPodcast.com <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.